Recorded live. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. Um, I just want to thank you all for joining us here at House of Refuge Ministries. Um, I got on just a little bit early today because I've had a song in my heart, my God. And I just want to get on before everybody else do and just give a little bit of praise and worship because you don't always have to have a choir. You don't always have to have 50 people. You need to learn to worship God all by yourself. And, my God, I worship him on this afternoon, <clears throat> this evening. It's a song that's been on my heart all day. It's by Tasha Cobb, For Your Glory. Hallelujah. So I praise the Lord today. He's worthy, my God. He's worthy. Hallelujah, my God, he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, my God. Lord, if I find favor in your sight, Lord, please hear my heart. I'm desperately waiting to be where you are. I'll cross the hottest desert. I'll travel near or far for your glory. I will do anything just to see you, to behold you as my King. Lord, if I find favor in your sight, Lord, Just to see you, 
found favor in your sight. Lord, please hear my heart cry. I'm desperately waiting to be where you are. I I'll travel near or far for your glory. I will do anything just to see you, to behold you as my King. I want to be where you are, got to be where you are, I want to be where you are, got to be where you are, I want to be where you are. Gotta be where you are for your glory. I will do anything just to see you, to behold you as my king. I wanna be where you are. Peace is where you are. Joy is where you are. And love is where you are. For your glory. I will do anything just to see you, to behold you as my King. I want to be where you are. Hallelujah. I got to be where you are. I want to be where you are, got to be where you are, peace is where you are, joy is where you are, and love is where you are. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your glory, my God. I will do anything, hallelujah, just to see you and to behold you as my king. Because I want to be where you are. I got to be where you are, my God. Because, Lord, if I find favor in your sight, Lord, please hear my heart cry. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, God. You're worthy. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, we bless your name. You're worthy, my God. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. You're worthy, God, to be praised. There's none like you, my God. You're worthy, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, you're worthy to be praised, God. Oh, God, from the rising of the sun, hallelujah, to the going down of the same, God. We glorify your name tonight, God. We exalt your name on high, God. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, God. Hallelujah, you're worthy, my God, you're worthy. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God, you're worthy. You're worthy, God, to be praised. Hallelujah. For your glory, my God. Hey, God, I will do anything, my God. Oh, God, just to see you, God. Oh, my God, just to behold you as my king. I can only imagine, my God. Oh, my God, what that day will be like, my God. When I look upon your face, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, you're worthy tonight, God, you're worthy. My God, you're worthy. You are so worthy, God. Hallelujah, you're worthy. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, my God. Hold your word. I can only imagine. My God. I can only imagine what it'd be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine, yes. What my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine, yes. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I thank for you, Jesus, or when all of you be still? My God, what will I do? Hallelujah, I can only imagine, my God, I can only imagine. Oh, you're worthy, God, to be praised tonight. There is none like you, Father God, and we bless your holy name, God. Hallelujah, God, we bless your holy name tonight, God. You're worthy, God. I can only imagine what it'll be like Mm. when I walk by your back. What will my heart feel? Mm-mm-mm. Oh, he's worthy to be praised. There is none like him. He's worthy. Hallelujah, he's worthy. God, we come tonight, Father God, just to say thank you, Lord. God, we come to exalt, to magnify, to uplift your holy name. Oh, God, tonight we come, Father God, as Children, Father God, setting before a parent willing to learn, Father God. Oh, God, we ask tonight, Father God, that you would drop down the wisdom on the line tonight, God. Oh, God, we ask that the Holy Spirit would rule on this line tonight, God. Oh, God, we ask that you would touch our hearts and our minds on this line tonight, God. Lord, we bless your holy name 
We glorify and we magnify you, Father God. Oh, God, we come against every attack that's been assigned to this line on tonight, God. Oh, God, we thank you and we bless your name, Jesus. Oh, God, your word, the high-headed Oh, God, your word, it shall be praised, God. And I thank you, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, we bless your name today, God. We magnify you today, God. We glorify your holy name because you're worthy, God, to be praised. Oh, God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. My God, if it had not been for your son, my God, we'll be like lost ships on the ocean, God. Without a sail, but God, tonight I come to say thank you. For your grace, God, I come to say thank you, Lord, for your mercy, God. I come to say thank you, God, for saving a sinner like me. For, God, I thank you on tonight, God, that you're touching hearts around the world, God. I thank you on tonight, God, that your healing power has fell down upon the sick, God. I thank you for tonight, God, that your son Jesus came to save, heal, deliver, restore, and set free, God. But, Lord, I bless your holy name, I magnify you because you're worthy, God, to be praised. My God, I thank you tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus, you're worthy, God, to be praised. You're worthy, hallelujah. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. My God, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, you're worthy, God, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I think back, hallelujah, over my life, God. When I think that I should have been dead and gone, God. When a grave should have held a sinful body, God. But, Lord, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you for the blood that flows from Emmanuel's veins, God. Oh, God, I thank you for the blood. Hallelujah. The fountain, God, that all sinners could plunge in and get rid of their guilt and shame, God. I thank you tonight, God, for the nails that pierce his hands, God. I thank you for the nails that pierce his feet, God. I thank you for the bed of thorn on his head, God. I thank you for the strength to receive that I can be healed, God. And we bless your holy name tonight, God. We glorify and magnify, God. We lift up your name. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. Oh, God, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, you're worthy, God. We thank you tonight, God. Oh, God, simply for who you are. We thank you tonight, God. Hallelujah, God. For your son. Hallelujah. We thank you. God, you're worthy to be praised. Oh, my God, you're worthy. There's none like you, Jesus. You're worthy, God. Hallelujah, God. We thank you tonight, God. Hallelujah, God. We bless your holy name, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. You're worthy, my God, to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, my God. Well, we got to learn how to give God some glory and praise. We don't need an audience. Hallelujah. We thank you tonight, God. Oh, God, we magnify you. You're worthy. Oh, God, you're worthy. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. We thank you tonight, God. We worship you. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. We thank you. Here I am to worship. Here I am to 
to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely. You're all together worthy. You're all together wonderful to me. And here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely. All together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Cause here I am to worship, here I am to bow down. Hallelujah. Oh, God, you're worthy. Thank you. Hallelujah. You're worthy, my God. You're worthy. Hallelujah. You're worthy, God. You're worthy to be praised, God. You're so worthy, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I thank you. Hallelujah. You're worthy, God. You're worthy to be praised, God. And we thank you, God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, you're worthy. You're worthy, God, you're worthy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God, you're worthy. Bow down and worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy, God. Bow down and worship you. Worship Him, oh, worship Him, bow down and worship Him, Bow 
down. Hallelujah. So come in bow. Bow down. God is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Not because of what he's done. Hallelujah. But he's worthy to be praised because of who he is. Hallelujah. If he does nothing else for you, my God, he has already done enough, my God. Hallelujah. He woke you up this morning, my God. And he started you on your way, my God. Oh, God, we thank you this today, God. I'm about to say this morning. I got happy about that. But we thank you today, God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy tonight. In my spirit, regardless of what's going on, I'm happy. No matter what the situation looks like, I still got joy on the inside. He's worthy, my God, to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're at 709, and we're going to go ahead and get started with our with our um, ministry on tonight. We are coming out of Matthew's chapter 5. Hallelujah. And we are talking about the Beatitudes, my God. Simple instructions for us to follow before we leave earth, my God. So I'm just so grateful, so thankful on tonight. I just been, I have been singing all day long. Let me tell you, the devil always want to mess with my voice, but that's all right. He 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 don't have no authority on tonight. But let me tell you something. God is good. Woo! He's good. Now, I tell you, I've been going through some things, but I refuse to let the enemy steal my joy because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And it don't matter what the situation looks like. It don't matter what it may feel like. My God, I'm still going to give God some praise. Hallelujah. And I thank him on tonight <clears throat> for his faithfulness. And I thank him on tonight simply for being God. And once again, I want to thank everybody that's on the line tonight for joining us here at House of Refuge Ministries as we begin tonight to talk about the beat attitude. And before we do that, we're going to go ahead and um, have a couple announcements. Um, first of all, if you would join us here on Saturday night for House of Refuge, same number you called in on, <clears throat> excuse me, the same code at 7 o'clock p.m., we will be talking about the Beatitudes for, I think, two more weeks, and then after that, we're going to go into a small study about the characteristics of God and how those characteristics of God fit in in our Christian journey and our Christian walk, how we ought to want to resemble his characteristics. Also, on Monday night, um, the same number that you're calling in on, except for um, we will be with young men and young women in God ministry with Pastor David Carpenter. Hallelujah. <laughs> who's coming out of the book of Revelation for Monday Night Bible Study, um, awesome teaching. Please join us. The same number, but the code is 84589-POUND and then one pound. 
Also, the same ministry on Wednesday night is having a women's revival. This is our last Wednesday for that. Um, the closeout will be Pastor Naomi Rush from Camelton, Florida. Hallelujah. Seven o'clock. Um, come join us as she closed out. Also on Thursday night, the same number, same with young men and young women in God ministry. Um, Pastor Carpenter has a, um, I think this Thursday is the last Thursday. That he yes, for getting to know Jesus. Yes, getting to know Jesus. 7 o'clock nightly, so come join that also. And then on Saturday, uh same ministry, Young Men and Women in God Ministry. Um, they have a one o'clock with um Sister Latanya Ford and um Pastor, you still having your um uh taking off the mass at one o'clock on Saturday night on a Saturday afternoon. Uh also on Thursday our speaker will be to close out uh getting to know Jesus uh Pastor Robin Albright will be our closeout teacher for that program. But when you come join us at 7 o'clock during the week, we invite you all to come and have a good time with the Lord with us. Amen. Amen. And also, um, we have another sister in Christ on Friday night, uh, Elder Renee, who has Wildcat Ministries. Her number is 712-775-7035. With a code of 153388, she's on Friday nights at 7 p.m. And um, go over sometimes and, and join her. There's always something going on in the word of the Lord. Amen. So with that being said, we basically already had our prayer. Um, earlier, <clears throat> but we're going to go ahead and just tell the Lord, thank you for grace and mercy. Thank you that we're in our right mind. Thank you for food, for the clothes. We just thank you for being God, first of all. So tonight, I'm excited. I'm telling you, I'm so excited. You know, when you begin to study the Word of God and you begin to do certain things, it just blows your mind. And so tonight, we're going to talk about uh, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. <clears throat> Amen. Ugh. So we are coming out of Matthew chapter 5, and you will find that in verse 8. And it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So for those on the line tonight, um, this is the open forum. If you have questions, um, please feel free to ask them. I will do my best to answer them. If I don't have the answer, I have my big brother on the line that I'm sure he can pull something out of his repertoire to help us out on tonight. So um, <clears throat> please feel free to um, comment um, once we get started, and um, I will allow time for comments or questions or um, stuff of that nature. But we do ask that you would please be respectful for everybody that's on the line. Um, if you're somewhere where there's a lot of noise, if you would just be so kind to put your phone on mute and then unmute when you have a question or um, a comment. And um, be respectful of others that are speaking. Um, 
If you don't agree with it, that's fine. We all don't agree with what everybody says. But if you disagree and have a comment, please be respectful with your comment coming back. And we also ask the one that was speaking to be respectful to the person that that um, is, speak, is coming to comment back on what they said. So, with that being said, we are going to go ahead and tilt tonight. <clears throat> now, as we know that the heart and the human body, the main function of the heart and the human body is to pump around our body. As we understand that in the human heart, the blood carries both nutrition and waste products, and it is vital to life. One of the essential nutrients found in the blood is oxygen. And you may have you may ask, what does that have to do with this? Blessed are the pure heart that they shall see. Our heart is vital to our life in Christ. The blood of Jesus flows through us. It carries the nutrition that we need to live a spiritual, a righteous, and a holy life. And not only that. But the blood takes away the waste products. I hope somebody caught that. The blood of Jesus feeds us spiritually. It feeds us. And it will take away the waste products. It will take away the sin. The blood of Jesus will remove your sin. Because if, if our hearts are not pure, if our hearts are not clean, then guess, you know, in the natural, we have heart attacks. You know, the natural, we have the hardening of the arteries in our heart. We have all this stuff that builds up in us. Our heart is very vital to us. But when we're in the spirit, it's the blood of Jesus, the fountain that flows from Emmanuel's veins that allows us to dip in it to get rid of our guilt and shame. My God, I like that. That was good for me. I don't know And I thank him for that fountain that flows. Hallelujah. Because we all are sinners saved by grace. The Bible even says we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But we have to get our heart right because it tells us here, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So, who are the pure in heart? Anybody? Would like to tell me who the pure in heart is? The pure in heart are those who have been delivered from sin's power by God's grace and now strive without deceit to please and glorify God and to be like him. Those are the pure in heart. We seek to have the same attitude that God has, a love of righteousness, and a dislike of evil. Our hearts and minds should be full of love and should be tuned into the heart of God. As we said here, the heart, the heart in the Bible is the center of our human activity. I have some scriptures um, <clears throat> that I'm going to throw out that you can look up but I, um, later on your own time. But I do have two that I want to go in depth into. And um, 
that's just the second one. Well, I'm just excited about that one because you're understanding why I was just in such a praise and such a worship mode because, you know, that out of the heart flows the issues of life. That's what it tells us in Proverbs 4 and 23. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Our heart is a wellspring of desire and decision. You know, following God and knowing his love involves a restitute decision to remain committed to him. It, it has us seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. Now, if we, find in our, if we find that our hunger and thirst for God and his kingdom are declining, then we should reevaluate our priorities. With that being said, that we should acknowledge that we are declining, that we should honestly acknowledge our lukewarmness and honestly pray for a renewed desire for God in his faith. Failure to watch our hearts will lead to a destructive snare. Our heart, out of the issues, out of our heart are the issues of life. And you can, you know, we all can um, understand that because when we, when our heart hurts, When our heart hurts, we stay hurt for things. Uh, when our heart is hurt and sad, we're sad. We're depressed. But when our heart is full of joy, you can find us smiling. You can find us singing. You can smile. You can find us dancing. You can find us choking. So out of the issues of life, that'll flow out of our heart. So we all have to understand that our heart is the center of our activity. What we're feeling in our heart is how we're going to act. But the Bible just now tells us only the pure in heart shall see Jesus. And we said the pure in heart was those who have what? Those who have been delivered from sin's power by God's grace and now strive to please and glorify him and to be like him. We have to have a right heart, a renewed heart, in order for God to work with us. He can't work with us if our heart is hardened. He can't work with us if our heart is full of hatred and anger and malice and jealousy and all of that. God cannot work in you. First, you have to come in and moan and clean all of that stuff out to get your heart right. Now, before I move on, does anybody like to make a comment, um, question? Now, the heart is a knowledge facility. People know things in their heart. You can find that in Deuteronomy 8 and 5. We also pray in our heart. You can find that in 1 Samuel 1, 12 through 13. We meditate in our heart. This is and this is the things our hearts do. You can find that in Psalms 19 and 14. It says we hide God's words in our heart, and that's in Mark 11, 23. Let's read that right there because I like that right there, Mark 11 and 23. So what happens when, when, when the Bible says that, that, our, that even our heart could deceive us? How do we? 
how do we move into truly having a pure heart that we won't be deceived by our own heart? Because it says that we strive to be like God. Yes, our hearts are deceitful. But if we strive to be like God, then we're going to try our best to do the things that God will do. That's my answer. Some answer is another answer. But even though our, our hearts are deceitful, if we are trying our best to strive to do what we have been commanded to do in the word of God, then we should to our own flesh. So Mark eleven twenty three. I'm sorry, Mark eleven. That's the Mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven twenty three. That's for our doubt in our heart, but still, let's read it. Just for verily I say unto you that whosoever should say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that these things which he said shall come to pass, and he shall have whatever he said. This is faith. This this is faith. God has given us faith that enables us to face a mountain of impossibility and to see it move by God's power. So. When we're going through things, and, I, and like I said, out of our heart flows the issues of life. So God has given us that faith and that power to face the mountain. But we have to remove that mountain. So in our hearts, we have to understand that we cannot doubt. Doubt lives in our heart. That's the issue of life. That'll flow out. You won't believe what God's word is. Um, hatred lives in our heart. That'll flow out. You'll be lashing out at, at everybody. You, you you will have a an attitude towards everybody. So when it our heart, Pastor Carpenter. Amen. Did I answer your question. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I threw it out there because I know anyone on the line, or uh, even if anyone that may be listening to when you uh, play this tape, will want to know that. Okay. Amen. But you answered it. Okay. All right. So, um. Also, excuse me. Um. We meditate in our heart. I think I said that. Yep. We keep words in our heart, Proverbs 4 and 21. We think in our heart, Mark 2 and 8. We ponder in our heart, and you can find that in Luke 2, 19. And we believe in our heart, 
and that's Romans 10 and 9. And we sing in our heart. That's Ephesians 5 and 19. And that's where I want to go to for just a few seconds, Ephesians 5 and 19. It says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Does anybody want to tell me what they think that may be? Ephesians 5 and 19. It says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Okay. It simply means that Spirit-filled people are filled with three kinds of songs. And we're going to talk about those three kinds of songs. And that's why when I got on, I had got on early to just to just worship the Lord. Because I realized that worshiping sets a certain atmosphere. And, and when you begin to just worship God, and just begin to think about the goodness. Think about how he has brought you through things. Think about how he has blessed you. My God, you can't do nothing but praise him. And I always say, Lord, my God, when I get to heaven, I've been told there's a heavenly choir. My God, I can sing praises unto God all day. I'm sure they sing songs we've never heard and they just worship him, and my God, I, I get excited when I think about worship. I was just telling my husband um, not too long um, earlier today that I love to sing. I miss the choir because singing, my God, singing brings out something on the inside of you. It releases, oh, my God, it, it, it releases so much. And when, when you sing and you worship the Lord and you turn around, your situation doesn't look as bad as you thought it was because you just worship him. And see, I always say there's a difference between a worshiper and a praiser. See, I was worshiping God because of who he is. I won't worship him because he woke me up. That's, that's my praise. I, I won't worship him because I was able to move this morning. That's my praise. But I worship him simply because of who he is. I worship him because he's God. I worship him because he sits high and he looks low. I worship to let God know I appreciate him. So, Ephesians 5 and 19 tells us that spirit-filled people are filled with three kinds of songs. The first song refers to singing the Old Testament songs, which is the, the song book both for Judaism and the early church, and it represents singing the scriptures generally. The second is hymns, where early Christians confessed faith concerning God and the gospel which was sung corporately. And this is the one I like. It's the third spiritual song which involves spontaneous 
unpremeditated words such as a prophetic, a prophetic song that expresses the life of the spirit within the believer and the body of Christ. My God. That's why earlier when I got on, I began to sing the song by Tasha Cobbs for your glory. And then I went over to here I am to worship and went over to bow down and worship him because this is a expression of life within my spirit, my God. It's an expression. It was spontaneous. It wasn't premeditated. It was just words that were so prophetic, prophetic to my soul that I had to worship him. And and that's where we are at. We are in a place in our heart where we worship him. And this is, you know, the, the church is a singing people because of the life of Christ and the presence of the Holy Spirit within the redeemed of the Lord. The church is a singing people. When we go to church and we begin to sing unto God, it, it, it's, it's a language, it's a heart language. It, it's our way of expressing joy, uh, uh, as we said, worship, love, longing, thankful to God. When we sing, we not only um, lift up ourselves, but we exhort others in the body of Christ. We give them something, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that, that will uplift them, that will encourage them, that will get them to go on. Our heart is vital to our life in Christ because if our hearts are dead and it's dying and it's not pumping fully, we can't give God all that we can. But when we allow him to come in and clean up our heart, when we allow him to come in and remove all of that mess, then we can begin to flow in the Spirit. You will begin to just butt out with a song because of the worship, because of your longing for God, because of your thankfulness, and because of the praise and the joy that you have on the inside. Your song is a language unto God. <clears throat> In Colossians 3 and 16, it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and all wisdom teaching. So we have to understand that we have to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. We have to be able to sing in psalms and hymns to just glorify him. We have to continue to read God's word. We have to continue to study, meditate on it, and pray that it swells up in us so much that all we can do is open up our mouths and say, Hallelujah. Oh, God, we thank you. That's the type of heart that we have to have. (coughs) Excuse me. So we have to get our hearts right. We have to make sure that they're clean and they're pure so that we can worship God. We also, anybody would like to make a comment before I go on? Anybody have anything they'd like to say? Pastor Carpenter? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. Okay, you just off the watch tonight. Okay. I'm just listening. I mean, you're, you're, you're right here talking, <laughs> and, and blessed be the fear of heart, for they shall see God. Amen. Amen. Um, I mean, virtually it speaks for itself because we know one thing, that what makes our heart pure is the word of God. David said that he hid the word in his heart, that he may not sin against the Lord. So we know that once we put the word of God in our heart, it will bring about the, the, the purity of our heart because the things that we will speak will be true from our heart. Amen. That's what makes your heart pure, the things that are spoken from the heart. When you say you love somebody, it, it, you, a person will know whether it's pure love or it's tainted love because they'll be able to receive the love that comes from your heart. And one thing about anything that comes from the heart performs an action. You don't do things from the heart without an action. It says in the Bible, so is a man thinking in his heart, so is he. So if your heart is messed up, you got messed up thoughts. Amen. But if you if you if your heart is right with the Lord, you know what I'm saying? You can have a right heart. Y'all ain't gonna like this. And and fall short. Mm-hmm. And and one, one, I I showed you an example of what I'm talking about. Um all in Peter's heart when Jesus told him he was gonna deny him three times. And he said he wouldn't. It was in his heart that he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It was in his heart. He was speaking, no, I ain't. Master, I'm not going to betray you. I'm not going to do this. <clears throat> but he was speaking from his heart. But when, when it happened, it was the response of his flesh that gave way. Mm-hmm. It was the response of his flesh. His heart. Was, was saying yes, but his flesh was saying no. Amen. And that's that's where, um, you know, it tells us that we all fall short of the glory of God. So. And that's why we, we, we have to take the time to really build up a strong heart for the love of Jesus. Oh, yes. It's not an overnight thing. It's a continuous thing that you work on regardless of how long you are on this earth. It's continue, 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 continue. It's not something that comes overnight. It's not something you can pop in a microwave and turn it on two minutes and boom, and now you got it. This is something you work on to the day you die. <clears throat> so <clears throat> that's so true. We we have to understand that, as the pastor said, you can have a pure heart, but we're still going to fall because we're still in this human flesh and we're still in a sinful nature, a sinful world. But we also, thank you, have to understand that the heart is also the center of feeling. The Bible talks to us about our hearts being glad. It tells us about our hearts being loving, fearful. We have courageous hearts, repentful hearts, anxious, angry, grieved hearts, humble hearts. You know, all of these troubled hearts, all of these are actions of the heart 
because they involve our inner feelings. And as the pastor said, you can you can have a pure heart and still fall. You can love and still get angry and fall short. You can still trust in God and still have a troubled heart. Yes, you can trust in God and still have a troubled heart. Because you know why? We don't give it to him. <clears throat> we give him the part that we want him to take care of. And then we pick up the other part because we want to have a part in it. But when we give it all to God, we have to give it to him and leave it there. And in our hearts, we have to believe, as we said um, previously in Mark, that God gave us the faith. But we have to believe that he's going to move the mountain. So what's in our hearts will come out. If you got faith in God, it's going to come out. If you trust him, it's going to come out. If you doubt him, that's going to come out too. Our heart is the center of our activity. The heart is the center of um, unforced, willing, voluntary activity. And the reason why I say that is because we heart in our own hearts. We refuse to hear God. We refuse, We turn away. Uh, we refuse to have the desire for him because that is something that is a voluntary it's a volunteer activity. And we refuse to hear God because we choose to. You choose to. God is not going to force himself on anybody that don't want to hear his word. He's not going to force himself on anybody who don't want to do his will. Trust me, he'll find somebody else. But our heart is the center of what we want to do and what we don't want to do. There's a battle there. And all of these activities I just mentioned, they take place in the human will. And, you know, to see God and to be his child, to dwell in his presence, you know, we have to understand our heart has to be right. We have to sit down and dwell on the word of God. We have to ask God, Father, what is it on the inside of me that's not right? What can what can I do as a child of God? What can I do to make my heart right? Father, help me not hate this person. Or Father, let me not have any um <clears throat> malice and strife or jealousy. Father, help me be humble. Help me love. And those are the things that we have to really look at. What are we doing to fix our heart? Are we allowing Dr. Jesus to come in and give us a heart transplant? Or are we running around with only 10% of our heart working and the other 90% is blocked with the issues of life? It's blocked with all of this mess that we're carrying around. What if God was to take an x-ray or a picture, an ultrasound of your heart, What would it look like? What would he see? Would he see his love? Would he see peace and joy and happiness and humility? What would he see if he took a picture of your heart right now? Would he see jealousy? Would he see gossip and malice and all of this other stuff? What would God see if he took a picture of your heart right now? We all have to examine our own selves. We all have to work on our own soul salvation. But your heart is vital to your life on earth. Your heart is vital 
to your life when you die. So, yes, we all have heart issues. We all have heart attacks in the spirit. Some of us have blockage. But the man that can change it, the man that can open you up and let the blood flow and let you be joyful and be able to sing songs unto him, just spontaneous bust out and praise him and just worship him is Jesus. You can go to your cardiologist all day long. They can take and send you up to the OR and they can cut you open and they can ablaze your heart and they can clean it out, they can slice some of it off. But even after they sew you up and wake you up from your anesthesia, guess what? You still got a blockage in your heart. Your heart is still black and ugly because you have not allowed Jesus to come in and cleanse you. That is the only man that can give you a pure heart. And you have to seek after his righteousness, and you have to read his word, and you have to meditate on it. You have to have it in your heart. You have to begin to sing praises unto him. You know, you you have to just have no doubt. Uh, you just, it's, mm. you have to give yourself to him so that he can clean you up, so he can put you on a potter's wheel and mold and begin to shape you into what he has you to be. So I'm going to leave you with this on tonight, and then I will open up the floor for anyone who has any comments or questions, but I'm going to leave you with this on tonight once again. If God took a picture of your heart, what would it look like? If you were to die at this moment, is your heart pure enough? to enter into the kingdom of heaven. What kind of heart issues are you having on tonight? So I want to leave you all with that thought. What does your heart look like? Is your heart pure enough to enter into heaven? Or would it be so bad that you would have to spend eternity in hell? So, is there anyone tonight that has any questions, any comments, anything they would like to say about what was said on tonight? I give you that one. Okay, no one wants to say anything. <laughs> That's okay. So, we're going to move on. Well, that only means everybody got what. What was being said? You, I mean, because we only, we only talked about the heart, so you know. Well, <clears throat> that's something that we all need to examine: is ourselves, our heart, and where where are we at in Christ Jesus? And so, um. I thank you all for coming out tonight. Um, next week we will talk about blessed are the peacemakers. They should be called the children of God. And that's a good one to follow your heart. What is your heart like? Are you full of hell? 
We have a lot of peace. We have a lot of joy. You know, I mean, what what does your heart look like? You know, David <clears throat> did some things. He he, you know, we all know he slept with another man's wife. He had him killed, and then he had a child, and all this other stuff. But yet, still, you know, God said David was a man after His own heart. Why? What did He mean by that? Because he had a desire to do God's will. He had a desire for God. Even though he's messing up and even though he did things that he wasn't supposed to, that desire that he had on the inside for God and the longing, the thirst, the hunger, all of that stuff that he had for God made him a man after his after God's own heart. Because he he had a desire to do God's will. All right. That's a desire, but what what element do you think would really place us into being able to be like David to have and be a man or a woman after the heart of God? Well first of all, David was already um I think I'll put this he was already chosen king before he was made in his mother's womb. But he was even formed, he was already chosen king. And, Amen. Amen. and I believe that he was that desire was molded on the inside of him already, just like the desire for for us to be uh, like God. It was already molded on the inside of us. So we go through some things, just like David went through some things. But David, David meditated. I'm, I'm I'm just you know trying to bring it for some to understand. You know, he meditated on the word. He read the word. He you know he he. He repented. He he he. Hey, there you go. I'm waiting for that word. That is the key. That yeah. David had a repentant heart, and that's why God said that he was a man after his own heart, because he was able to always change. He he whatever he did, he repented and asked God for forgiveness in all things. Mm-hmm. That's the key to to having. That, 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 and a lot of people talk about all that other stuff, but the key to God saying that David was a man of his own heart because he always repented to God and said, I want to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, you know, another thing that I like about David also is because he would worship, and it didn't matter who was around. You know, so... um. <clears throat> We have to understand that our heart, once again, is a vital organ to our natural walk and our spiritual walk. We're all going to fall short. We're all going to do things that we're not supposed to do. But when you have a heart for God, a longing, a desire, and it's back to, you know, repentance, We are not going to get it right until our till we leave this earth. But yet, while we're here, we can strive to do what we're supposed to be doing. So, I, once again, I thank you all for coming out tonight. And please think about that question: What would your heart look like to God if He took a picture of it right now? 
What do you need to change in your life to make sure that you can get to heaven? Simple instructions before leaving the earth. The pure in heart shall be God. So how pure is your heart? How much of it is working? How much is it not working? Just think about it. And just ask God to show you, what do I need to do to change? Let me stop murmuring, complaining. You know, all these things live in our heart. The issues of life flow out of our heart. So, on tonight, I, once again, I thank you all for coming out. May God bless you. Um, once again, um, you know, announcements were made earlier. Please do join us back here next Saturday at the same time as, as we will talk about peacemakers. You know, the hellraisers can't go to heaven. You know, how much hell do we raise on earth? So. Um, please come back next Saturday and, and join us. And uh, I thank you all out for coming out tonight. Um, I pray that God would just bless you. I pray that there was something that was said on tonight that <clears throat> you would think about. Um, go back and read and study for yourself and see what God will give you out of that scripture, Matthew 5 and 8. You know, so... Once again, I thank you all on tonight for coming out. May God bless you. I pray that you have a wonderful rest of the night. I pray that tomorrow, wherever you choose to go worship at, that you will have an experience. Go expecting something from God. So I thank you all again. Um, If no one has anything to say, we're going to go ahead and close out. Okay. Well, praise God. Uh, Once again, yes. No, I'm for that night. Okay. Amen. So I thank you all for coming and may God bless you. Have a blessed night. God bless. God bless.